0: Welcome to an episode of Ambitious. This is a podcast where I, and talk to people who matter to me and who I feel are ambitious. We talk about business, photography, videography, entrepreneurship, and other ambitious topics. Today, I have a very special guest. Actually, this is only the second time I've ever been in your presence. I know, and also remind me how to say your first name. It's Takulve. 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 Yep. March. <laughs> March told me wrong. Yeah. So most people get my name wrong. How do you say your? Is that your full name? Because on the front door, I saw different. It yep. said James Takulve. Yeah. yep Jackson Van. Yep. Is that the whole thing? Yep. Oh yes. I'm good. So I'm. I wanted to talk to you today. Because well, okay, so first of all, we met through a mutual friend mm-hmm. on a job. Her name is Marge Desuse. Um, she's a she's a singer, a songwriter, a performer from Haiti. How did you meet Marge? Actually,
1: so Marge and I met at Genesis. We're both in the choir. Oh, okay. But then we connect through Haitian culture and are you Haitian? Things like that? I am not. My kids are half Haitian. Oh, okay.
0: So, yep. Cool. So we, yeah, so the way we met was we, I was the videographer for one of Marge's I don't know, music videos, I guess you'd call it, mm-hmm. called The Healer, and you were the Jesus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you sang the Jesus parts, which is cool, like a black Jesus, yeah. which I love. Anyway, we filmed it out at the Salt Flats. I was a videographer, and that was the first time I'd seen you, so I was just had a camera in your face.
1: That was fun, though. That was really
0: fun. Did You you saw the video, I'm sure. Yeah, I saw the video. It, ended up, it turned out pretty good, I thought. Pretty good. I was, I was happy with it. Yeah. I just love that, that scenery out there. It's really pretty. Yeah. So, the reason why I wanted to talk to you today, to Kulvi, cool am I saying it right? Yep, you got yes. it. Is because of how ambitious you are, and because you're a man, and I feel like I wanted to add some male perspectives into the ambitious world. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I think you're so let's run down it real quick you are crazy <laughs> <laughs> number one crazy <laughs> i wouldn't say that i mean you have a lot going on but i don't think yeah. it's crazy it's just
1: ambitious very ambitious
0: so you're a phd student
1: phd student
0: you have a family practice or are yep, family practice they're a family therapist
1: Then a full-time job as a therapist
0: at a, school. At a school, is it a high school?
1: Um, Provo Canyon School. So it's a uh, uh, residential treatment center for adolescent boys.
0: Yeah, you uh-huh. like that? Is that pretty? Funny? Oh, it's
1: so much fun. It sounds like a lot of work. It's <laughs> <in this. laughs> so much fun. <laughs> it
0: sounds like a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> which, which job is more challenging? Would you say that one or the uh, your family practice? Or, or do you have more jobs than that?
1: Definitely <laughs> that one. Yeah, that one's challenging because it's boys who have, like, established emotional issues and behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Is your job just to break them of that?
1: Um, <laughs> my job is to help them understand why they're behaving the way they are and mm-hmm. to choose to behave differently. Okay. Um, but, yep. On their own. On their own, with a little guidance. Mm. So, so you
0: got to be a people person, right?
1: Um, sometimes a people person. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be really firm, right? And that's my job. And the boys know that I'm not the one to play with, right? Because they will be checked quickly. So, what
0: uh, and define what checked means?
1: Oh, they will be put in their place <laughs> like very, like very quickly, <laughs> very, <laughs> very promptly. Nice. So
0: that's cool, man. So, family practice, you're a PhD student, you work at Provo Canyon full-time. Yep. And then you're a singer-songwriter, obviously. I mean, that's how I met you. You're Black Singer, Jesus.
1: Singer-songwriter. Do you know what? Actually, on my third day at work, mm-hmm. the boys nicknamed me Black Jesus. Um. <laughs> well, you don't look like
0: Jesus. You don't have a beard or anything. <laughs> yeah, so
1: I have been Black Jesus, and then Dad, um, Event Planner... Um, temple ordinance worker, um, gosh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Young men's president. Young
1: men's president. Oh, I almost forgot. About it. Yeah, yeah, don't forget. About that. That's a <laughs> big one. Young men's president. Yeah. So, and then choir member, the yeah. Deborah Bonner Unity Gospel Choir. Yeah. So,
0: wait, why did they, why did they call you Black Jesus? Your first, your third day of work.
1: I think I may have been wearing. The outfit like that white I was robe. wearing oh. for the music video. <laughs> <laughs> you wore it to work? I wear it all the time. So that was like, Marge was like, wear this. And I was like, I think I got something in my closet for that. So <laughs> yeah, I just kind of pulled out of that closet. to work, actually, last yeah, week. yep. <laughs> That's funny. Wore that to work? Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs>
0: so you met Marge through the choir? Yep, yeah, through the choir. And Way then- back
1: when it was just the Genesis choir. Like, we would show up. Oh, okay. Like, half hour before the meeting, run through a song, and then yeah, do it. Because I'm actually the music director at oh. Genesis. Oh, okay. As well. Of course you are. <laughs> if you can add that one to it. <laughs> of course Yeah, you are. so I stay busy. I pack my 24 hours yeah. with good stuff, so... And you like living out here in Spanish for it. I love it. It's the middle it's, of nowhere. I, that's what I love about it. So I, I know when people are coming to visit me because mm-hmm. they usually call twice to make sure I'm really at home. <laughs> so I know they're coming. It's a lot of miles. So. And I know that they're going to leave before <laughs> nightfall. <laughs> <laughs> so people don't just show up to, you know. Yeah. Come and hang out. People
0: don't just swing by on their yeah, way they, to anything. They they don't just swing by. <laughs> Cuz it's not really on the way to it's anything. It's not on
1: the way to anything. <laughs> yeah. So they they have to plan it.
0: Yeah. So kind of like end of the road out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mountains are really pretty though. You got a really nice know, view.
1: It's, it's beautiful. It's nice. It's quiet. Yeah. So I just kind of hang out here at home. Yeah, do, do some kitchen therapy on the weekend
0: Yeah, as I walked in, you were making cupcakes yep. Smells really good in here So
1: I also had this little side hustle Like I needed another hustle <laughs> It's called Cakes by Covey So I do That's pies, clear. cakes, cookies
0: You're like, man, I have cupcakes. all this free time What can I do? Right like, you I know, think I'll so, start a cupcake man, business I was
1: like, I had too much free time on my hand Between all that <laughs> other stuff So I had to fill it with something So
0: so, how much time do you have for this podcast? Are you busy, busy today? <laughs>
1: oh no, no, no! I, I carved out time. Okay, for the podcast. So. Nice.
0: Well, yeah. thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: So, so what's
0: like the the PhD student thing like? What do you What are you going to school for? Oh my gosh.
1: So, speaking of ambition, so my ultimate goal is to be U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services. Okay. Yeah, it's a cabinet position. Not necessarily interested in being part of the current administration, but you know some future administration. <laughs> Could you do
0: that here? Or do you have to move to Washington? I have to move
1: to Washington.
0: D. Okay. Wow.
1: So that's- yeah, but it's okay because that's what I want to do. So right now I'm studying um, medical family therapy mm-hmm. because the U.S. Secretary of Human Services is actually over eleven government agencies. That includes hmm. the CDC. Medicare, Medicaid, um, uh, National Institutes of Mental Health, like Mm -hmm. all of that.
0: Are you into politics too?
1: Um, So I grew up in a political family. You did? Uh, Yep. I actually was my grandmother's campaign manager once. (laughs) That was fun.
0: What was she running for?
1: Uh, She was running for city council. Oh, and she was actually the first black woman elected to city council in my hometown. Actually, today's her birthday. Um, Happy birthday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shout out to, what's her so, name?
1: <laughs> mother. We called her mother. And so she, she passed away a couple of years ago. But okay. Yeah. So, um, and I used to actually write her campaign speeches. So that's another thing that I used <laughs> to awesome, do. That's awesome, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like everything, what, is there anything you haven't done? Freak. Given birth. Hey, that's one. Yeah, I guess you can... And, and
1: I'm going to let that <laughs> stay on the list of things that I haven't done. Um, um, yeah,
0: you're just so prepared for that answer, too. <laughs> you know,
1: that is literally like, <laughs> as I think about it, yeah. Giving birth is basically the only thing I haven't done.
0: So that's your that's your like ultimate goal? Yeah. Is to-,
1: to be S- Secretary of Health and Human Services. So right now, I'm actually getting a PhD in medical family therapy. Okay. So it combines people's... Um, Mental health with their medical issues, so like mm. diabetes, mm. Um, heart can, conditions, and right. things like that.
0: That's so, cool. That's a cool combination. Yep. Are you at the University of Utah?
1: I'm at North Central University, so oh, okay. it was the only program that could fit into my schedule. <laughs> so I do it all from really? home.
0: It's like you have a very tight schedule. Right I now. know.
1: Like I just yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I get to do it at home mostly evening. Is it an online type weekend. thing? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. But then the clinical portion yeah. of it I'll just do at work. Yeah. So
0: cool. That's nice. Because you have your own practice. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Was that pretty tough to like start get started with your own practice here?
1: Um not really. So what I did I, I joined a group practice. Mm-hmm. So it was already going, so I just got to come in. Um actually the way I connected with that group practice, I was supervising an intern, which is something else that I do, um, <laughs> and I met the intern from when I was teaching in the sociology department mm-hmm. at Slick. Okay. So I do miss teaching, but it was the one thing that I had to shelf. Yeah. To do that, but I'm planning on going back to it at some point.
0: Well, it's good that you know like when to shelf something, like mm-hmm. when you're taking on too much, because mm-hmm. there's only really so much you can put on your plate, right? Yep. And so I think it's smart that you're able to recognize, like, okay, I like this a lot. But I need to shelve it for a little while and and focus on.
1: So I, I have, have shelved teaching and dating. Those, <laughs> <laughs> those are the unnecessaries <laughs> in my life right now. So. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I am not. I'm not currently. Well, I, I'm married, so yeah. I can I guess I should. So say, you you better be dating. I should be. I was going to yes. say I'm not dating either, but yeah. I would like my wife to not no. think that. <laughs> I try to date her as much as possible. Sometimes when you get married, um, you sort of fall into just like not dating anymore, not mm-hmm. learning about each other anymore. So I'm trying to come back out of that. I've been married for in June. It'll be eight years.
1: Weekly date night. Dude. Yeah. We, we actually you gotta do it. We,
0: we did actually, we sat down and damn Reese, my wife, she's like, Emin, we, I, you're, you're just not romantic. Dude. and you need to date me i'm like all right let's let's step it up so
1: that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> it's a whole nother podcast yes
0: but yeah we wrote it down in our in my planner or in not our plan but the calendar mm-hmm. and so we have tuesdays are our weekly date night because nice. of five dollar tuesdays at megaplex there you go <laughs> dating on a budget
1: it doesn't matter how much you spend as long as you're spending time
0: right yeah. that's right
1: nope. so
0: so tell me some more about you. Give me a little bit more of an idea about okay. you are.
1: So here's the 411. All right. So I was raised in Milledgeville, Georgia. It's this little town, kind of a sleepy town, um, college town, right in the middle of Georgia. Okay. Um, the biggest industries there was the mental health hospital mm. and the college. And so I grew up there. In a really cool family. So, my mom and dad had, um, they were married previously. And so, when I was born, um, I was the fourth of my parents' children t- together. Okay. Uh, my mom had three boys with her first husband, the oldest boy passed away uh, shortly after birth. And then, my dad had a son with his first wife. Okay, And then my mom's first husband had five other kids. And then my dad's first wife had a daughter Mm. who still considers my dad, dad. Okay. And then my parents had um, a set of twin girls and then um, my sister and then me. And then the twins passed away before I was born. And then my parents split. And then my dad had... Two more boys when I was in high school. Wow, man! Yeah, and then while I was on my mission, my dad remarried, and I had a stepsister. And so Wait. in all, there's 16 of us.
0: <laughs> Jeez!
1: And most of us are really, really close. Like even though we don't have a common bi- biological parent, right. like one of our parents used to be married right. to like someone else's parent. Yeah, but like we're still. <laughs> Oh, really siblings. close? Yeah, we're still really close. Like, in hey, fact, <laughs> this... my mom's sister-in-law from her first marriage will fight you if you try to tell her I am not her nephew. Like, this is just, it's just <laughs> how it goes. If
0: I ever meet her, I will keep telling I'm trying to mind. tell you,
1: like, just, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a family.
1: It's a family. And so now that I'm older, I really appreciate what my parents did Yeah, to, like, help us understand, like, you don't – you don't divorce kids because you divorce the spouse correct and so like i have pretty regular check-ins with all of my siblings i have my own personal relationship (laughs) with each that's cool so takes
0: about a year to get through them all but uh yep
1: (laughs) um yeah and so then i have about 20 nieces and nephews dang man i keep tabs (laughs) on all of them like i'm that's cool. Uncle Kobe. So, grew up there in Milledgeville. Then when I was 11, um, I went to military school.
0: <laughs> Which branch?
1: Army. So, thankfully, I wanted to go to the school already. But by the time it was time for me to go, I didn't really have a choice. Because according to my parents, I had an attitude problem. (laughs) I don't believe it.
0: Were you still in Georgia at this point?
1: Yeah, still in Georgia. Okay. So it was the month before I turned 12, I started at Georgia Military. Okay. And um,
0: With an attitude problem.
1: With an attitude problem. (laughs) I was 4'11", 4'11", and thanks to my attitude problem, by the end of the first year, I had really trimmed down quite a bit Mm -hmm. um, because the discipline there was... If you got in trouble, you got a demerit. Mm. Every 10 demerits was an hour of what they call bullring, mm. which is basically marching in a square on the blacktop after school. It was great exercise. I lost a lot of weight. I really trimmed down. Just, to marching. My attitude. Just marching? Hmm. Just marching. Just Yep, March. Sounds mindless. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. I remember like the, the first day I got to go home, like right after school, like right at 3.15. Yeah. I was like, oh, is this what people do after school? Because <laughs> I was just so used to. Like, marching in the square. <laughs> marching in the square.
0: So apparently you did have an attitude problem. Then. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I did.
1: I did. I had a horrible, horrible <laughs> attitude problem. But that first year of school really fixed it. Yeah, I learned my lesson. I think I had a couple of hours of bullring the second year, but then, like, the third through the seventh year,
0: never touched that black top.
1: No, no, no. I learned the system. If you can comply with the rules, they give you power.
0: Mm -hmm. And I wanted power. A lot of people don't ever learn that. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) I had power, and so I was good. Nice. Um, Yeah, so I did that. And then, right after high school, went on my mission. To Michigan, it was cold.
0: A lot different than Georgia. Oh my
1: gosh! It snowed sixteen months of my mission. It was not pleasant.
0: Sixteen to twenty-four.
1: Yeah, it was horrible. You didn't horrible. like Michigan, huh? I I loved Michigan. I loved the people. I hated the, the climate. The I hated the weather. <laughs> yeah. Like I I don't think I've ever like thought out from <laughs> being there. And so then after my mission, I went to BYU.
0: Here in Utah. Yep,
1: in Provo. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> and i think that's where the ambition started it wasn't in the
0: military school
1: um they planted the seed
0: but then it started to really grow. and then it
1: started to really grow so i got to byu and i was looking at like how many credits i needed to graduate and i was like i bet i could do this in two years what? So I did. So, <laughs> so I did my undergrad degree in actually two and a half years instead of four.
0: Oh, sweet! And then went to Pass graduate track.
1: school. Yeah. And I finished graduate school a semester early. <laughs> I was like
0: at, at BYU.
1: No, um, at Valdosta State. Where's that? In South Georgia, like right near the. Oh, Georgia, okay, Florida. so you went back. Yeah, went back. Okay. So I could get warm again. <laughs> it's um, cold here in Utah. Yeah. So, yeah, I went back to, to Georgia, went to graduate school, decided, I don't think this should really take two years. Let, let's see if we can do this in less than two years. I think the <laughs>
0: college is wrong.
1: I think Like, I- yeah, I don't know. So, I actually <laughs> finished a semester early. Nice. Which was great. Um, and then I got a job. What was your graduate in? Uh, so, my bachelor's degree was in marriage, family, human development. Mm-hmm. And then my master's degree was in marriage and family therapy. Hmm. And then I got a job in Magna. You know where Magna is? Yeah, I know where
0: Magna is. Yeah, I got a job in Magna. That (laughs) place sucks. Yeah.
1: Got a job in Magna at this um, treatment center that was not pleasant.
0: Wait, I'm curious about something. How come you, so you went to military school Mm -hmm. all through
1: high school? Yeah, from sixth grade through um, high school.
0: So where in that point did you decide you were going to go to, like, marriage and family college as opposed to, like, going into the military? Well, you said you went to the Army, right? Yeah.
1: So what I was going to do was something other than mental health. I was not going to do mental health. I grew up around it. (laughs) I was just not going to do mental health. Yeah. So I applied to BYU as a speech pathology major. So I was going to be a speech therapist and um, got on my mission. And my companion had walking pneumonia, so we couldn't go out proselyting. So all I could do was, like, stay in, read scriptures, and flip through insigns. And it's, like, every article was about, like, marriage and family. I was like, oh, this is interesting. (laughs) And it was like, wait a minute.
0: This is really interesting. This is what I'm supposed
1: (laughs) to do with my life, huh? And then I had like one of those like flashbacks where you flash back to high school. Yeah. And I just remember like sitting in the backseat of my friend's car when, like, he was in the front seat with his girlfriend and they were having issues, like, and I'm in the back uh-huh. as, like, the little coach, like, okay, now you use some I statements and tell her how you feel. All right, now you use some I <laughs> statements and tell them how you feel. Man, and that's so, so, like, awesome. nobody else was shocked when I said, oh, hey, by the way, guys, I'm going to be a marriage and family therapist. They're like, okay, good. They're like, yeah, yeah we, uh-huh, we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good job. And so, yeah, so I just, like, that was just, it (laughs) that's funny though um yeah and so then um yes I finished school at BYU went to graduate school got a job in Magna and then I started working for the church at family services Mm. and then I started working at Provo Canyon School for the first time Mm -hmm. and then um
0: did you like working for the church like the family services
1: I did I worked for them for about six and a half years Cause I,
0: I, have been to therapy before. I, mm-hmm. I got referred to, um, a marriage and family therapist, fr- mm-hmm. like a, a, within the church, like the mm-hmm. family services that the church offers. Uh-huh. And I didn't love it.
1: That's cause you weren't referred to me. That's why you didn't love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's,
0: but then I, I, I currently go to therapy right now with my wife. Mm-hmm. We go to just marriage therapy, mm-hmm. but it's with a, uh, private therapist who's not in the church, not family therapist or what's the thing with the church called
1: oh lds family services right it was
0: It was not with that mm-hmm. and i i like it a lot better mm-hmm. so
1: i think some sometimes the like family services were really kind of limited in some of the approaches it just seemed like they,
0: they, they yeah i feel like they they're like really controlled and they have to say well you got to like introduce the church somewhere it's got to mm-hmm. be like gospel related and i'm like can we just like talk about me for yeah. a
1: while? So I, I've actually done both. I had a therapist from Family Services some years ago, mm-hmm. and then now I have like a private therapist. That's not family therapy. Oh, okay. I like the private one better. Yeah. Um. Because like we can go off script. Like if I if I want right. to talk yeah. about the gospel, I want to go off. Script. I can. If I don't want to, I don't have to. Right. She's really, really cool. Uh, she's also a marriage and family therapist. So, like, I know her background, her training. Oh, we okay. actually went to the to the same school. So, like, I so know. So you're a therapist and you go to therapy? The most therapists have a therapist. Really? I didn't so know that. So that we can, like, unload all the stuff that huh. we take on. Wow. But my my therapist is actually pretty cool. Um. And so, like I was dating not too too long ago, and but before I started dating, I was like, you know, if I ever start dating again, like I'm gonna do therapy with the person that I'm
0: dating, dating like
1: oh. way before it gets to the point where like I'm thinking about getting married, but like upfront, like let's talk about, <laughs> wow, you really- know, red flags or whatever. She was like, yeah, bring her in. So like, oh, that's you know, actually pretty. Smart. You know what? That was like the best date. Ever like we went to, hey, therapy. Go to therapy
0: for a date, time. yeah.
1: And you know what? My date loved it because, like, we, <laughs> we talked about like Like, if we had an issue about finances, like, how would we talk about it? And if we had an issue it's with kind this, of an expensive like, date, though, like, therapy is you know, not cheap, not if you have good insurance.
0: Uh yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: And working at Provo Canyon, I have good insurance, well, yeah. so <laughs> yes, it was actually true. a very cheap date. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but it was great. So, like, we went to therapy and you know talked about or whatever and then i could like go back to the therapist and be like okay so you know me now you've seen me interact with her like Mm -hmm. what What do you you think think?" (laughs) right and she was like
0: -hmm." therapist (laughs) making relationship (laughs) advice for (laughs) you i'm
1: like am i missing something like you know whatever (laughs) But it was good. So then, like, when I finally like, came in, it was like, So I decided to discontinue that relationship. She was like, Phew, Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you know, so, like, th- things like that. Like, so.
0: That's funny, man.
1: Therapy's cool.
0: Yeah, it sounds So, cool.
1: yeah. So. That's yeah.
0: interesting, though, that I didn't really think about that. Like, a therapist goes to therapy. Mm hmm. And it's just like an endless chain of therapists going. Who's like yeah. the final therapist that all the therapists go to?
1: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we just go to the rock. We go to the rock. But yeah, but like, but you, you have to, cause you know, there, there are things that I can't talk about, like with a significant other that happens yeah. at work. But like with my therapist, like I can go into a little bit more detail, still not necessarily names, but like, Oh, okay. Hey, I yeah, I was thinking this. about
0: that. Like the whole, yeah. p- uh, patient privacy. What's it called? Yeah.
1: Um, client uh was their therapist client privilege right yeah i was gonna think stuff. like
0: can you like say w- what a, th- a person has said to you as a client right. to your therapist
1: so like with my therapist there's more of an understanding like right. I-, I can't use names but hey like Makes this sense. is going on or i haven't i'm having some tra- transference like with this
0: yeah because i guess some of the s- some of the stuff people tell you can probably affect you
1: and it does yeah yeah huh sometimes wow. like in large ways that I, that you can't really explain to a significant other because then they're looking at you like, what's wrong with you? But, like, with a the therapist, you can be like, okay, I'm yeah. having some tra- transference with this kid, and this is what's going on, and this is why I think this kid is getting under my skin because this mm. is some issue that I haven't worked through. So we need to work through that today yeah. so this kid isn't,
0: That's cool, know, though, yeah. yeah. Huh. Interesting to think about that. Yeah, so... So then, what's that? What's next after the time you get, you graduated? You got a job in magna, mm-hmm.
1: and so then, so after I graduated from graduate school, it's the period of time where you're an intern, so you have to get like hands-on experience, right? So Utah law says four thousand hours. Mm. What I didn't do was read the fine print. So what they meant was two thousand hours of direct client contact. Mm-hmm. And then 2,000 hours of, like, development. So whether it's writing case notes, attending, oh. you know, staff meetings or whatever. So I set out to do 4,000 hours of therapy in two years. Mm. So about 60, 70 hours a week of therapy right, um, for two years so I could get licensed. Ooh. So did that. Yeah. And that didn't kill me.
0: Um, still living, still breathing. Still it here. felt like
1: childbirth, but yeah. <laughs> 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 so maybe I've only half not given birth. Right. <laughs> um, and so then about the time, um, I got licensed, my youngest daughter, Natalie had been born, um, 26 weeks. Um, and then we got her home. And then like four days after Christmas, we were preparing to move to Georgia Mm. to start what I thought was my dream job Mm. working in a college counseling center. Yeah. And then Natalie passed away. And so Uh, it was like, dang, that's hard. Yeah. And so, and it was crazy. It was like a crazy two weeks. So like she passed away on a Tuesday and then we had this memorial service here in Utah on Saturday, Mm -hmm. moved to Georgia on Monday had oh funeral gosh. and burial on Thursday in Georgia. In Georgia. Oh, and my then gosh. the following Tuesday the earthquake hit Haiti. Oh and right. And my former in-laws. Oh, was that 2010? Uh yeah, 2010. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so my in-laws at the the time were still living in Port-au-Prince. prince mm-hmm. And so we had gone from our daughter dying to not being able to get in touch with in-laws. My and then my ex-wife had friends and relatives that perished in the earthquake. So that was like a really extreme- It's <laughs> a
0: dark year for you. Two man.
1: weeks. And then it was crazy. So we, we moved to this little branch in Georgia mm-hmm. like around that same time. And the Sunday that they read our records into the branch, my ex-wife got called into the- Relief Society presidency. Okay. And then two weeks after that, I got called as young men's president the first time. (laughs) So here we are, like we just moved across country. We just buried a kid and now we have like two of the most like involved callings.
0: Yeah, those callings are in the branch.
1: I was Easy. like, "Oh my gosh! Like, what are we doing?" You couldn't say no. <laughs> no, like <laughs> it was a little branch, and they were okay. they were glad to get some new blood. You're
0: like, I think I can handle. Yeah, one kid. Yeah, yeah, and because so, I'm in the young men's right now, uh-huh. and I go to a Spanish ward, mm-hmm. and I don't speak. <laughs> I don't speak any Spanish. It's hard, man. It's oh. hard. Yeah, But it doesn't sound like anything compared to what you're going through, like so all it was, the personal stuff. Yes, and, then. It
1: was, and that's the thing, like with being a, a therapist, I think I've learned to compartmentalize mm-hmm. that stuff. So that was a period of time there where like I was going to work, helping other people deal with like the loss of a child or loss of a spouse. Mm hmm and then dealing with like my own stuff that I would just have to like shelf right until I get home and so like in graduate school we bought a house and we got caught in the in a housing crisis where like they they gave you one rate and then next thing you know like your payment is like three times what it was supposed to be oh yeah and I remember in graduate school doing therapy at the homeless shelter and then coming home dealing with the foreclosure paperwork and understanding like that's crazy we are literally like one house payment away from living at the homeless shelter Jeez. but then i have to go into the homeless shelter you're like hanging out there you're like bro and, <laughs> and be like you know, brave and right. Wow, you know, and then crazy. I'm like looking around, like, okay, they have room for us. Like, there, there's the my show. bunk over there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be my bunk. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you know. So just like going through through that, or even like when I was going through the divorce, like from my first wife. Like, I would go into work and help other people like get their marriage on track. Mm-hmm. And then, like, go home and finish divorce paperwork. Like Wow. Yeah. And you just have to, like...
0: What's that feeling like? What kind of feelings do you feel when you're doing that?
1: The best descriptor is this. And you might want to put a viewer advisory on this. It's like being pushed down a six-foot-long razor blade butt naked into a pool of boiling alcohol and then being dried off with a salted towel. Yeah. Have you had (laughs) to tell that to people before? (laughs) I have. Yeah. Like, that's how it feels. It's like, it's just like, it's soul splitting, you know, like, on one hand, like you're telling people like, I really believe that you can work this out and you can, and you can save it. But then like, you're looking at your own situation and going like, what would I tell my own patients? It's like, no, I wouldn't tell them to stay in this. Like, I wouldn't. Wow! Wouldn't do that.
0: Dang! My therapist actually said that he would never advise somebody to stay Mm -hmm. in a marriage. Um. Or no, he said he would never tell somebody to leave a marriage, unless it was because of, uh, like drug abuse, like drug addiction, Mm -hmm. or domestic abuse. Those are the two things that he would actually say that they need Mm -hmm. to get a divorce. Everything else, everything else, he said you. You can make work. Yeah.
1: I remember, so like I went into my therapist some years ago, not the cool one that I have now, but the one <laughs> I had before. And um, and I was like, today, like I'm not going to try to pretty it up. I'm not going to flower. I'm just going to give her like this is really like what I'm dealing with mm-hmm. at home.
0: Just be raw. And yeah, honest. just
1: be raw on so I was like, and I know because it's like a church therapist mm. that she's gonna tell me to stick it out. Mm. And so like just I was, pray more, yeah, yeah, just, just pray. pray more, right? And then like that was gonna be my justification for like not leaving, even mm. though like I knew like wow this is bad and I wouldn't tell right. any mother. My- and so I remember just like laying it out, and I was just waiting for her to say, you know, let's just fast, let's just whatever. And she was like, you have two choices. Either you get out, or you're gonna die. And I'm like, you know what? Whoa, she got real you I too. don't want to die. So yeah, I want to get out. So wow. Yeah, and that was really really hard. Yeah. And then was this in Georgia? Yeah, that was oh, in Georgia, Georgia. And I was Young Men's President mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And um, and I remember like going in to see the state president, and was like, okay, surely like this guy is gonna tell me like, mm-hmm. no, dude, like come on like these are these are covenants here like we got to keep those things. Right. like um you know what you need to do right and i was like okay even he told you yeah so even he told me so like wow. i knew that it was it was best and as i look back now i think like that was one of the moments that took a level of ambition that i didn't know that i had so i was 30 three kids and i had to start all over like Hmm. from nothing like literally so they moved to utah i stayed in georgia um i came to visit the the kids i knew i had to i I couldn't be a good parent from across the country Mm -hmm. so i went home resigned from my job um packed up the house
0: from your dream job that you
1: you oh i left that job by then oh because it turned out to be not to be a dream job so i was working at the state-funded substance abuse program which i loved yeah i was working like 36 hour shifts but i love the job (laughs) yeah that was crazy um and um yeah i packed up i sold what i could gave away what i couldn't Mm -hmm. um that sounds like a rascal flat song huh (laughs) i'm moving on um kind of does and um I came to Utah right before Thanksgiving 2011, and everything that I owned fit in two bags and a carry-on. Didn't have a car, didn't have a house, didn't have a job. I had like $200 to my name. In two bags. I was homeless, I was jobless, I was carless, I was um, couch surfing at my buddy's house um yeah it was like
0: just leaning on friends it was
1: the most like humiliating thing it's like i just left like this huge house in georgia and this job and everything just to be next to your kid yeah and i'm like sleeping couches on the couch and like getting up early to take my friend to work so i could use his car to look for a job
0: Looking back, though, on that decision, like with with your stake president, your therapist telling you to mm-hmm. divorce, are you looking back? Do you feel like you did everything you possibly could and that was the right decision?
1: Oh, absolutely. And so here, here, here's when I knew that it was wrong. And I, I don't share this story with everyone. What am going to share it with you? So this is when I knew it was wrong. I remember one day I got up to get ready for work and I knew I wasn't coming back home. Mm. Like I... Um, hug I hugged the the kids um before I left I got in the car and there's this bridge between the town that we lived in and the town that I worked in and then like all my family lived in the town that I worked in mm-hmm. so my plan was I was going to go to work I was going to stop by and say goodbye to everyone stop by the cemetery say goodbye to Natalie and then on the way back home just going to drive off the bridge because being at home was so difficult. Like it was so wow. hard. And I was like, that was a decision that you consciously that made. I had made that decision that day. Like today was the day I'm going to end it. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm going to go to work and just, you know, work like it was fine. And then on the way home, I'm just going to drive off this bridge. And then I don't have to deal with the pain of what's there. And then my best friend um, called just out of the blue, out of the blue called. um, It's like, I just feel like you needed a phone call Mm. today. And that phone call got me to the other side of the bridge.
0: Wow. Did he call you while you were driving? No,
1: he called me at, at work. Oh. And then I was like, wait a minute, there are people that care about me. Not that I didn't think, like, my family cared about me, but... like
0: But just the pain at home was so blinding. Yeah, it was was just
1: so blinding. And now that I think about it, I I held a lot of resentment Mm -hmm. against my Mm ex-wife for that. But now that I'm in a different place and I can look back on it, like, she was hurting in ways that I wasn't. Like, Mm -hmm. she carried this baby... And then had to bury it. Right. And then her childhood home destroyed. And not that I would ever give anyone um, permission to be unkind. But I understand that hurt people hurt people.
0: And people handle pain and stress differently.
1: Right. But I knew that in order for me to be healthy, that I couldn't be in that. Right spot. That's awesome that
0: you're able to recognize that and make a decision.
1: Yeah. And so I did. I made up my mind like okay this is like this can't be like I I can't have my only two choices be this marriage or suicide. Like no. Like (laughs) that's not okay. That is not ambitious. Um, And so like I, I knew that I had to get out but that wasn't on the Mormon checklist. Like, divorce was not on the Mormon checklist. And so mm-hmm. far, I've done everything on the Mormon checklist. Seminary, mission, BYU, marrying the temple, serving right. the church, like, working for the church. I mean, I right. was like, yeah. nowhere on Just that list, list was divorce. divorce. Right. But then I was like, But, like, I've got to do this. Like, I've
0: got Right. Driving off off a
1: bridge isn't on the list. Right. Is not on the list. And so, in order to to do it, like, I had to do it in a way that I couldn't take it back. Mm. And I doubt if she's actually even going to listen to this podcast. But if for some (laughs) reason she's listening, I apologize for the way I did it. I actually had her served on April Fool's Day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I need to hear this story. (laughs)
1: <laughs> when I knew that I would, that I I had to do it. Like I had to make it like such a statement that there was like there's no, no going back. It, yeah. So um, I took off work one day um early, and um I went to see the lawyer, got all the papers drawn up, got up the next I spent the night at my my mom's, got up the next day, went into the bank to the bank president. Refinanced the house, mm-hmm. took her name off the loan, went to the courthouse, took her name off the deed. Wow. Um, you can do all that? Yeah, you can do all that. <laughs> and, um, and then had her served on April Fool's Day and just kind of walked in the house on April Fool's Day. She's like, hey, I got... Third papers do you know anything about this so like, did you have to do it again the next day so like, she knew it wasn't a joke oh she <laughs> knew it wasn't a joke <laughs> <laughs> she knew it wasn't a joke but like that i mean i i had to to do it that way because had i taken a softer uh approach to it mm-hmm. i probably would have like
0: backed out taken it back or said never mind yeah. wow yeah that's good though you committed yeah. <laughs> I How ambitious in. of you! <laughs> <laughs> I had to
1: do it. Yeah. So, so, so
0: take me down. Take me to to now. What's going on with you now?
1: So now, um, two marriages later.
0: <laughs> two. Wait. There was. Yeah. Yeah, so two was, total. No. Oh, three total. Three total. Oh, okay.
1: Yep. And I'm gonna own it. Um, because the other thing that I'm really ambitious about is um, love. Like I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm either all out or all in mm-hmm. and most of the time I'm all in mm-hmm. and sometimes that gets me in situations that are not so good mm. and by the time I realize I'm in it by myself like we're post ceremony and then it's like oh, oh
0: crap and that's <laughs> so that is that why you go to therapy now and that's school, why I go to therapy girlfriend? now <laughs> early yeah to
1: kind of you know really look at it and go wait a minute am i still wearing my 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 blinders mm-hmm. like do i let my desire to be a husband and a father full full time like overtake my judgment mm. and yeah. sometimes the answer is yes
0: and well so, man, everybody I mean, listening like, should take good advice from that like, yeah, like go to therapy with your girlfriend go to therapy with your girlfriend like
1: there's don't wait till there's a problem like I'm, that was probably like the best date that we went on. Granted we also broke up a couple of weeks after that. But
0: but maybe that's what was what needed. It to was
1: happen. the best breakup.
0: Yeah. That I've had like cuz you guys had an understanding.
1: Yeah because it, it wasn't about like you're not a good person, or you're doing this checklist of things wrong. Mm-hmm. It was like I, I realized, and what I told her was, I realized that I was still healing. Mm. And so I couldn't commit to a re- relationship knowing mm. that I was still healing, mm-hmm. knowing that once I'm healed, what I have right now might not be what I mm. need. So oh, yeah. I need to heal first that's a so cool. that i'm not choosing from this deficit like right. let me let me choose a partner for me in this whole place and not me in this broken place and the more that i've healed the more that i can see that that isn't necessarily that's something a, that i would want long long term
0: it's a really profound realization i think yeah. it takes a lot of maturity to to be honest with yourself and say that yeah. that's cool
1: So that's just like, yeah, it's awesome, man. So, so having had all of those experiences, um, filters its way into like the music that I write, Mm -hmm. and then it shows up in my way of doing therapy. Okay. Um, And so, music and therapy looks like they're like two completely different things. Yeah. But I'm what's called a narrative therapist, and so my approach to therapy is examining the language that people <laughs> use to talk about their problems, and so I challenge that—that oh, that, cool. that language. And so that's a really interesting combination.
0: Yeah. So that—that's how your yeah. like, family therapy and your music and uh-huh. your songwriting come together. Yeah,
1: dang, that's awesome. And man. so, so my my <laughs> thing is like mo- most people are writing this story about their lives and like the story that they're writing sucks. It's like, this is this problem saturated Mm -hmm. story. Like let's, let's write another one. Like, cause no, like it sucks. (laughs) And so, um, with the music. So right now I'm helping the kids at work, um, learn this song that I wrote called lesser things. And, um, it's about, how we tend to um, give our time to the lesser things Mm -hmm. and not focus on like where our real destiny is. Like, who are we, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. um, it's been cool to see the boys like learn this song Mm -hmm. and to see them like transform like the one of the soloists for the songs, like this really shy kid and Mm. like, so much so that like a week ago we were going through this song and he was like in tears because he just like wow. couldn't do it yeah and he's then like shy. two three days later we go in and he's singing this song and like i had goosebumps like <laughs> this kid like completely like just changed
0: him. Oh, it did. Dang, that's awesome that you're able to incorporate music and stuff into yeah. therapy with these
1: kids. And so I, I have a <laughs> so couple awesome. of kids that that's kind of what we do in therapy. Like, they'll they'll come in. I'll pull up Apple Music.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll pull up a song. And, like, and it's a lot of times, like, hey, I want to hear this song. And so, like, I'll play it. And I was like, so tell me what about this song connects hmm. for you. Like, I have one kid whose favorite song is First of the Month by Bones, thugs <laughs> and I'm like, so what? what is it about First of the Month, you know, that, that is your thing, you know? And so, um, yeah, but, like, you know, we have them, I'll have them just kind of, like, talk through why this song connects to them. Is that, like,
0: part of the, because Utah's big on, like, core curriculum and stuff, is it? Is, is that part of, do you have to adhere to any kind of curriculum or is that no. they just give you autonomy to do whatever you yeah, want? Yeah,
1: I'm a therapist. So I don't have to deal with their, with their education. So you're not
0: like so. a teacher. No,
1: I'm not a teacher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I've been subbing for their drama teacher, but I just feel like. You should sub for the music teacher too. Like <laughs> you could put um, some therapeutic elements mm-hmm. into the drama. And let these boys kind of act out the things that they can't for sure. You know, that's really cool. Yeah, Yeah. so it's quite ambitious of you. It is. It is great. And so yeah, so wrote this song and it was crazy. Like um, I heard the the beat to the song, and I was like, I need to write a song like to this beat. Like I, I need to write a song to this beat. And so like I was at my my, you know, temple job, you know, mm-hmm. and like, okay, I need lyrics, I need lyrics, I need lyrics, cause like I need to write a song to this. Like
0: I can just picture you in the temple yeah. just like listening to <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what I did.
1: So I was I was working at the recommend desk. Mm-hmm. And you know the little slip that you fill out when you forget your tempo recommend? Yeah. So in between patrons coming, I would take one of those <laughs> slips <laughs> And I'd be, like, writing out Eric lyrics. The- and so I had, like, a bunch of, like, <laughs> <laughs> recommend slips in my pocket. From, like, just, like, you know, but, like, I, I I knew what it needed to um, say. And then when I saw the group of boys that were going to sing it, mm-hmm. then, like, and I was like, okay, so who are going to be my soloists? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of knew, like, who the who the soloists were. Mm-hmm. um Were and then um i sat down at my desk one day pulled my office door up turned the track on put up a word document and mm. just started typing and about mm. 15 20 Dang, minutes later good. it was done it's like all right wow. we're good here it is lesser things i want to hear it oh so <laughs> it's, it's like a it's really really do you, cool
0: do you have any work on apple music
1: I don't. Yeah. Other than Marge's thing. Yeah, the healer song. Yeah, the healer song, which <laughs> yeah. was cool. So when, when when we went into the um, studio to do that song, you and Marge. Yeah. Um, what, what's the line? The um, we're desperate f- for you. That line. Oh yeah. Um, I remember being being in the studio, and when Marge originally wrote that song, that line ended with "We are desperate." And something about it just like didn't
0: didn't sit with you. Kurt, didn't right? sit
1: with me. And so we're we laying down tracks and I was like, Marge, can you try like on that line just adding a for you at the end? And she was like, Sure. And you know, Marge. Super open. Yeah, super open. So like she, she went in and she sung it, you know, We're desperate for you. And I was like, Yes.
0: That's better. That's than. what
1: it's the, Yeah. <laughs> like, oh That's uh, cool, man. And then, like, most of that that other part. So Marge wrote, like, a lot of the Jesus part to that song. But then, like, some of it was just, like, ad living, Really? In in the studio, just, like, whatever huh. came to my mind. Yeah, I like that
0: song. What
1: did I just say? Because now I need to say it again for take two, yeah, take three. <laughs> you play that back real quick so yep. I remember what I said? Yep, yep. That's but, awesome. Like, but that's how it happens to me. Like, or I'm, like, driving in the car, either on the way to work or on the way home. And like lyrics would just like drop into my soul. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I've got to write, I've got to write this down. Like I've got to make this into something.
0: It's pretty crazy how much of an impact music can have mm-hmm. on just your emotions and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy. It's triggers memories. It triggers yeah. emotions. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I can yeah. definitely see how it would be like a, a tool that could be useful for these kids
1: mm-hmm. and and most of the kids like it's hard for them to sit down with an adult and talk about like their feelings right with an adult but you get them to sing start singing songs or yeah. whatever bone and thugs like, and harmony right you know like <laughs> yeah, I have it's this, like, like speaking
0: their language you know yeah
1: so i have this one kid like um country music like he comes into my office, he's like Rascal Flats. He's like, Can we do country? It's like, Okay. And so like I'll just pick a song and then he tells me like what connects with them. And that's that's the most effective way That's so cool, man. For for him it's to really be creative. able to talk about it. Thank you, Dan and Shay, if you're listening, like that whole last album of <laughs> some serious therapy up in there. Appreciate it. Um Actually, coming to come Salt Lake in September. Are you going to see him? Oh, you better believe oh, it. Yeah, you better. Yes. It's
0: going to be a long drive
1: <laughs> all the way from out here. You know Spanish what? Fork. I I will Worth take it. I will take the front runner in for that one. <laughs> yeah, so front runner come all the way down here. Um, I can get on it in Provo. Oh, Okay, and then take yeah. it up. Yeah, and so yeah, so I use music in my so awesome. in my therapy. Also, use baking. In my mm. in my therapy, so really? one of my favorite questions to ask a family like when, when I get a whole family come in, I was like, "So if this family were the ingredients to a cake, like who would be what?" Mm. Hmm. And so like, oh, well, this is the flour and whatever, and then oh, I remember this one little little girl like answered the question for her family. She was like. And my brother's the butter because he's always slipping. I was like yes, yes, dude, that's so funny. Yeah, you know. Like my
0: therapist one time used cake uh-huh. as a as a analogy, I guess, because I was complaining. I'm like about some stuff with my wife. Like whenever we go to the movies, she never lets me pick the soda, and and like whenever I get in the car, she never lets me pick the song. You know, whatever we listen mm-hmm. to. And the therapist is like, okay, just stop for a sec. Like your if, if your marriage is a cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so funny that you're oh. like if your marriage is a cake you am and you're, you're you're describing like the froth, like the decorations on the frosting mm-hmm. like this stuff really i mean it matters but it doesn't really matter until you have like the the cake actually made like the the base ingredients so like what are your what are the base ingredients for you what's like the like your core values what's something that you need to say like the core things you need to feel safe in a marriage you need to feel like that you're partner accepts you and supports you and so instead of like complaining about like not being able to pick the soda when we go to the movies he got me to talk about like the deeper things and like mm-hmm. really get to the foundation of what it was i was actually struggling with right which was like it, i think it saved me a lot of time and a lot of uh, talking because i was able to like figure out what it is that is actually bothering me mm-hmm. So it's so funny that he eats the cake, the baking and stuff. yeah
1: so and, and and here's the thing that people don't get like when we when when people think about you know, oh well, this and this and this and this and this goes into a cake, like we're all about the the glamorous stuff, right the flour, the sugar, the eggs, the butter, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and then I ask, so what about the heat oh, it's because like, you can have all those things. But if you don't have heat, like it's not be gonna be a cake. Like it's just gonna be mixed. Like yeah. it's just gonna <laughs> sit there. Right. And everyone wants to be a cake, but no one wants to go into the fire. Right.
0: And so then I kinda help them see <laughs> well analogy. but
1: do you see that whatever problem it is that brought you here, like whatever this fire is, like that thing is actually helping you mm-hmm. become
0: stronger the the cake the cupcake the
1: cookies the whatever like
0: the finished product right like
1: nothing is gonna bake until you turn the heat up on Hmm. it and so then i are like a good point okay so
0: it's a really good point
1: i'm gonna stay in here at 375 for 20 minutes (laughs) you know (laughs) so i can become you know
0: when you said that you use baking like you're baking in your therapy i thought you were gonna say like after they get in a really bad fight you know the husband's complaining about this the wife's complaining about that i just stop and say hey I know, I know you guys are mad, but bro, just have a cupcake. <laughs> just like pull a cupcake yeah, for yourself. <laughs>
1: that would be good. Like, <laughs> those cupcakes mm, look tasty. <laughs> cupcake. I'm going to send you home with one or two. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. But just
0: have a cupcake <laughs> and you'll feel better. No. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah.
1: And then a, a big part of my approach to therapy is like, I just keep it real. Mm. And one of my coworkers the other day said, I typically voice what other people are thinking, but have enough tact not to voice. Hmm. So <laughs> I feel like I need to come to you for some therapy man. <laughs> I do what's called keeping it real therapy and I've had to start to do that like with myself.
0: Like uh, yeah. Keep it real. Right. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Practice what you teach.
1: Mm-hmm. Which sometimes gets me in trouble.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't
1: want to do that. Too hard. I don't want to. <laughs> But then
0: you can really stand behind what you tell people, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's nice to be able to go in there and say, I'm telling you this and I do this myself. Like it's, it works. So yeah, that's cool. So like, what's next for you? Like what, where does your, where's your ambition taking you? You're almost done with your PhD.
1: My ambition next is, okay, once my PhD is done, um, I feel like I need a master's in public health administration, but I don't know that I'm
0: going to Bro, how much school do you need?
1: Well, I'm, I, you know, it just feels <laughs> like if you're going to be secretary of health and human services,
0: you gotta be well-versed. In maybe you things.
1: need a background in public health administration. So, I suppose um, it might take me to that red school up north to a master's in public health administration. Hmm. Um, I just don't ever want to say that I'm a graduate of that institution. Come on, man, it's not that bad. I can't. I can't. I know I, it's the rival of BYU, I, you can do it. I bleed Cougar Blue, and so just, you can do it, man. The very thought. Um, I think <laughs> at some point, uh, probably the next thing is to join the faculty of American Family Therapy Program. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to teach like cultural competence.
0: Um, just one thing at a time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just knock about one thing at a yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, my, my
1: thing is literally like at some point I'm gonna take my final breath, and I like I want to be so exhausted when I die that I'm like oh good death yes. Well, how old are you now? Almost forty. I'll turn okay. forty next year. You look pretty I'm, good, man. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, black bone crack man. Come on. Um,
0: <laughs> how old do I look? How old do you say I am?
1: I'm gonna go 26.
0: 27? I just turned thirty last week. See,
1: that's because you've been hanging out with me and Marge. See, <laughs> blacked on crack. Yeah, you?
0: but I'm as white as they come. So. Look, I'm just saying, she got good DNA. The, the good DNA. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So like that. So that's it. And but then I guess ultimately. Oh gosh, I can't even believe I'm gonna say this live. <laughs> ultimately, I'm going to have my last marriage. And knowing everything I know about parenthood, I think maybe like one or two more kids.
0: Because like now I know
1: what I'm doing. Yeah. you still young uh, enough. Yeah. I don't know. Like I think like ultimately like that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to be happily married, raise a family with my wife mm-hmm. and like travel.
0: Are you dating anyone
1: right now? I that's am one of the, not. One of the
0: things that's shelved.
1: It's shelved. And I think the reason why it's shelved is because I refuse to compromise. Oh. Um, Compromise what? Like, I know what I want. Yeah. And I know that it's out there. And rather than settle for what's readily available, I'd rather give it time to develop into what it's Mm. supposed to be. Gotcha, and uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I can see how that would make it hard to date, mm-hmm. like an unwillingness to compromise.
1: Yeah, and I mean, because like if I, if I simply just wanted to go on dates, I mean, like I could keep taking other people's future wives to dinner <laughs> and to movies <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. But I would rather not continue to like spend yeah. money on other people. I don't blame you, man. Future. I mean, wives. just you could just take them to free therapy. <laughs> taking the free therapy (laughs) get them ready for their next (laughs) one which i hope i did with the last girl hopefully like i got her ready for yeah the the next guy i guess that's a positive
0: way to look at it and
1: he's gonna be ready it's a good
0: you're you're Um, a good man
1: yeah but i just think like like i know exactly what i want now because like i know the direction of my life Mm -hmm. i know why the things that haven't worked out, like why they didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And because I know more about who I am and who I'm becoming, like I know the kind of partner that, you're looking that I for. need. Mm-hmm. And it's so rare that when I find it, like there won't be a question mark.
0: You think you'll be able it. to tell pretty quickly? I th-
1: <laughs> I was going to say something, but then I had to.
0: Zip the lip. (laughs)
1: Zip the lip. (laughs) I know that it's out there. Yeah. I've seen it.
0: I have no doubt, man. It's out there for you. I've
1: seen it. I'm just waiting for it to realize. You've seen it? I've seen
0: it. Like a celebrity? No,
1: no. I've I've, I've seen it, and I'm just waiting for it to realize that it is what it is.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah, I catch it. Yeah. <laughs> I see why I have to zip the lip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me not say too much. But we'll um, come back to it. We'll we'll have a episode 2. Yeah.
1: Episode But you know what? I got really ambitious with that one though. Ah, I did. Did you? Yep. Yeah, I did what most guys would never do. What was that? Challenge the friend zone. Really? I did. And that was scary. <sighs>
0: In what way did you challenge it like you?
1: You know, like, sometimes I think as as males, we stay in the friend zone, not because the females in our lives, like, don't recognize them. Mm. But we're just, oh, I can't say that word. We're too timid and too bashful and too afraid to just go, hey, you know what? I like you. Mm. And this might create some ruffles in our friendship, but I trust the friendship enough to tell you that we're going to be okay. Because the only thing that's tougher than like hanging out here in the friend zone is like thinking about like living the rest of my life wondering like, what if? Right. And so let's just put it out there.
0: See what happens. See what happens. Nice. Yeah. And how did it go? Um, I don't know yet. Was it like yesterday? <laughs> like three
1: days ago. Oh, three, dude. Three That's days awesome. ago. awesome.
0: <laughs>
1: but you know what, though? Like, I felt good about it.
0: You are going to text me and tell me the updates on this. <laughs>
1: you will. <laughs> you get the updates. But it was, and I actually talked with my therapist about it this morning. Like, it felt good to, like, just put it out there mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? This is what it is.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. That's scary, though, at the same time. It's scary as crap.
1: Like (laughs) like that, that, that moment between, like, you saying something or texting something and then either hearing, you know, the next syllable from the other person or, like, getting the text back is like you go through a thousand different scenarios scenarios like <laughs> what ifs like what so. if she just like took this screenshot and sent it to like your last oh. like four ex-girlfriends be like <laughs> well, hey hope look not- here. <laughs> you know what i mean but like you know as, as yeah. guys like you you really like your
0: mind goes think there. through
1: that you know or like what if you know she's just like oh my gosh like mm,
0: did no, you tell her in person or was no, it on a text
1: no, no. So it was via text because we uh, have these like daily texts because we're like best friends. Yeah, and it was just like, again, it was just like kind of one of those things where like, dude, grow a set and just like, <laughs> put this out there. And I'm yeah. Just like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'll put. This Do you out think there. you would have said it to her in person though? Because sometimes I feel like I'm more confident over text. I would have. Yeah.
1: I would have. But what was what was cool about it? I don't think she's gonna to listen to this, but even if she does, hey, I'm talking about you.
0: Listen. <laughs> Just send her the link.
1: <laughs> I will send her the link. So what was cool about it was um, there was a meme that she sent, and um, and it reminded me of this moment. Like, and, and maybe you had this moment, like w- with your wife, where like the moment when you realize, like, wow, like everything that I'm working to build in my life is Connected to this person, does that make sense?
0: yeah, it makes sense. I'm yeah. trying to think if that's if I've done that anyway,
1: oh Dom's gonna get you. you may be like, <laughs> yes, that was like eight years ago <laughs> no, but like we we we're just having this like random she's gonna get me conversation, <laughs> you better take her a cupcake <laughs> um, we're having this random conversation, and it was like one of those moments where all the crap that you've been through before just like started to make sense. Like mm-hmm. I needed to experience this so that I could understand this moment. And I needed to experience that so I could understand yeah. this moment. That makes so- you
0: think of like God's timing for us. You know, Right? Like, he, he lets us know stuff. He makes things happen for us in a specific timing because of just what you just said, mm-hmm. because we wouldn't have been able to, uh, recognize it prior right. to that moment right I think.
1: like if i'd never been broken in the ways that i've been broken then i wouldn't have like recognized that i was whole in that moment right if that makes sense yeah it makes sense. so i've kept a journal that's another ambitious thing that i <laughs> hey i've kept a journal since christmas day 1991 bro i was two yeah <laughs> christmas <laughs> day 1991 um I got a journal for Christmas Nice, and I've been journaling since then. And I remember when that experience happened, Mm -hmm. I journaled uh, about it.
0: Writing is therapeutic, man.
1: So therapeutic. Yeah. And so, um, the other day I was doing my prayers and just kind of got this feeling like you need to share that journal entry. And I'm like, Lord, with you know the way i journal like <laughs> i journal like a therapist i'm, I'm like i don't miss words <laughs> when i journal like
0: you know whew. how i journal <laughs> for
1: <laughs> real and so i was I like that. like and i don't even know like what specific journal that would be in from two years ago like you can imagine like what
0: is it like a daily thing of yours that you journal every single day
1: just about just about but it was weird i got out of the shower, I walked in. I put my hand on the exact journal. I opened it up to that entry. To the, wow. Yeah, to that entry. And when I read it, I was like, I remember like that moment. Like, wow, I remember that. That's cool. Yeah, but yeah, that was scary to like. I'm
0: sure was take man. that
1: chance. I'm just like yeah. I had bubble guts and everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> probably lost like seven pounds the last couple of days. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So.
0: Well, good luck, dude. So, or something. Good luck. I'm. I'm. I'm proud of you. That's cool. That takes a lot of guts. A lot of a lot, bubble guts. A lot of bubble guts.
1: <laughs> but you I'm know, sure but I, work out I just feel like pe- people need to to live like that. Live, you know, kind of on. Not on the edge, but yeah, kind, kind of on the. But edge. it's
0: better that you did that, yeah. Whether that rather than going through your whole life not wondering, doing that,
1: like wondering, like what if I had said something, yeah. Like if it's it was meant to be, done... if it's meant to be, right. And, and if, if nothing else, I think it it will shape the friendship mm-hmm. that we have. Like, yeah. In this friendship, we're not afraid to say the tough things.
0: Exactly what you need to say. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Those are the best types of friendships.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, cool, man. Yeah. What else is there? Anything else you got going on before we wrap this up?
1: Um, let's see. Just keeping up with my siblings, dude. Like,
0: yeah, that, that's hard. Now I that
1: is an ambitious group. <laughs> like seriously. So we
0: need to get a uh, yeah Jackson Van family reunion. I'm trying. To, so we I'll have, have to buy like thirty microphones.
1: We have one <laughs> one brother who retired at 48. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like full retirement. Buddy. I've got a,
0: I've got a buddy who he's a firefighter for St. George. He's mm-hmm. one of the, he's a battalion chief. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to interview him, uh, end of April. Mm-hmm. He's retiring. I think he's going to be 47. Wow. I think 46, 47, but he's retiring and he's going to be a full time photographer. So kind of similar to me cause I was a firefighter and now I'm a photographer. Uh huh. And yeah, yeah. 47 man.
1: Yeah. Retiring. Oh. Yeah have a brother that's a nurse, one who's been on the faculty at Columbia, and then our sister um, is a lieutenant colonel at Fort Knox. So I'm the slacker in the family. (laughs) I wouldn't go
0: that far, but that does sound like an ambitious group.
1: Yeah. And so we we keep each other on our toes. Is it ever a competition with you guys? Do you know what? It's like the opposite.
0: Oh it's like a so like we're posting we'll, each other out.
1: We'll say, "Hey, I want to do this." And then like whoever has the skill set to help.
0: Oh, that's cool. Do that. Make it happen we'll, for him. We'll
1: do it. So, awesome. um so my my brother that's that was teaching at Columbia is my um dissertation drill sergeant. So like every oh. every couple of months like I get a phone call from him, like, where are you at school? Where are you with your dissertation? Like, hmm. you know, like, That's boom, awesome. boom, 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 boom. Keeping you in check. Yeah. And then um, the brother that retired at 48, um, I was kind of his push back to school. Mm-hmm. In fact, this is what was fun. We didn't tell our mom that he had gone back to school. Why? Like, we didn't tell, like, nothing. Like, she knew nothing. Like, the whole time he was in school, like, I was, like, helping him with, like, assignments and things like that. Uh Hooked him up with an an internship, like, where I was working, like, all that stuff. Yeah. And then on Mother's Day, he gives her his diploma (laughs) for Mother's Day. And she's like... When did you have time to <laughs> go to school? Like, you've been working full time. Yeah, well, the was, past couple of years. Uh, he was, like, busting <laughs> it out. Wow. At night, and on the weekend, like, said nothing.
0: I bet that made her proud. Yeah,
1: like, like nothing. He was just like,
0: shh, That's awesome.
1: Shh, shh, yep. <laughs> yep. And so he and I and another brother and the one that um, taught at colombia like we're all therapists slash counselors mm-hmm. so four of us wow and then the one brother that's a nurse then i have a brother that's in the navy and the sister military that's the, that's the army a little wow. sister that's a nurse yeah fairly just, a common trend
0: among you guys it's yeah like psychology military yeah. yeah
1: psychology military medical mental health yeah it's awesome Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, that's what I do. And then in my spare time, as you can see, I decorate my house.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like your house. That dining table is like pristine.
1: That was my project. Like, that was yeah. like. I wish I could take a picture of it. I wanted to do it. Like, that was my my thing. That's um, really cool. Yeah. It's kind of an ode to my grandma, the peacock thing. Like, that was her thing. Peacock. Oh, yeah. So I kind of oh, cool. did a that's peacock nice of you. thing dining room that's so,
0: nice yeah that's cool man and then you got your kids you're managing yeah. all that here kids and that's really cool yep. good for you man don't so, quit oh i will I keep won't, it up yeah you know, and we'll have an episode two once yeah maybe uh one of these days when she gets back to you and yeah. <laughs>
1: episode two escaping the friend zone yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's ambitious funny. in Love Part two. <laughs> That's actually
0: how my last episode started. I've interviewed these two Canadian girls. And uh-huh. went, it started with I'm ambitious in love. <laughs> but we didn't even talk about dating at all. Well, cool, man. Thanks for being on the podcast. I oh, appreciate man, your time. This
1: spot- and I'll have to have you come on one of my podcasts. We're doing one called Male Voices of Vulnerability. Hey, there you go. Yeah, so we're talking about being vulnerable. That's awesome. As males,
0: I just so. read a book uh, called "Daring Greatly." Mm-hmm. Have you read that book? I have not. It's by this uh, author named Brené Brown.
1: I love Brené.
0: Yeah. So she has this TED talk
1: called "The Power of Vulnerability."
0: I haven't heard it, but I've heard about it. It's like she talks about it in her book a lot. It's
1: like thirty minutes, but it's thirty minutes very well spent. Yeah, and like and that that's the thing like people aren't willing to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And by not being vulnerable, like we're depriving ourselves of these Mm -hmm. great experiences. Yeah, that's something I've been working
0: on a lot actually is my vulnerability and me Mm -hmm. being actually me. And that book is actually pretty eye opening, pretty life changing. It's worth your time. Daring Greatly.
1: Okay, I'll have to check it out. In my spare time, I will read.
0: (laughs) While you're making your cupcakes. While I'm
1: making my cupcakes. (laughs) Trying to think about my next assignment. On your 30-minute
0: drive out of the Spanish Fork after right. your job or your family practice, you yeah, can, you can just, listen to it like an audio book.
1: While I'm waiting for lyrics to drop into my soul.
0: That's what you do at the temple. Yeah. Right on the yeah. on the recommended, yeah. <laughs> right on the recommended <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. We have to get together
1: for another video,
0: dude. I know, yeah. I, I, oh. I'm waiting to hear back from you about that. We can get this oh. filming.
1: Oh, yeah. So I have that song that mm-hmm. I'm working on. Actually, two, two from that album. So I have a whole album that I'm working on.
0: Of course, you're like a
1: like a uh, praise and worship yeah album. Uh But then um, I have to get the concept down for the music video for this song that the kids are doing and then have to get the parents permission for them to be video. Cause you know, HIPAA yeah, yeah, right, and right. all that stuff. But they, they really want to do like, HIPAA, HIPAA <laughs> you know, but like they, they really want to do a music video That's for funny. this song and have yeah. it played at this uh, uh, assembly that they're doing. I'm your guy, man. Just I'm, let me know I th- when, I think it'll be so cool for them to just like, to even like have that when they leave treatment Mm-hmm and just be like... Something to take with them. While I was healing, I was a part of this project, and it was great. It's awesome. Because I have to tell you this really really quick. So, the reason why I wrote the song, and the reason why I went back to Provo Canyon the second time, mm-hmm. is so I've kept up with a lot of the kids that I worked with when I was there about 10, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And two of them um, passed away from an overdose. And then last year, I had six former patients overdose Dang. last year. And um, so I felt this pull back to Provo Canyon. And I wanted this song to kind of tell their, their story. Mm-hmm. Because each boy was doing great mm-hmm. and just had this moment where they gave into lesser things. Just a moment of weakness. And then... It took them out, right? And so, like when I hear the boys um, talk about the the um, the chorus goes, I, "I gave my time to lesser things, chasing the thrills this world could bring. All the pain I bore it all, and now I hear destiny call." Like each of those boys has something great that they were mm-hmm. destined to to do. Mm-hmm. And whether or not they get a glimpse of what that greatness is, I think it's my job as their therapist, like to open their eyes right. to that, to that's that, awesome. to that greatness. And so like, that's what the, that's the most ambitious to, thing you've said all day. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's what we're going to do.
0: It's so cool. Yep. Well, I wish you luck. Alrighty. Keep me updated. I will. <laughs> I will
1: just keep watching. Well, I, I don't know if you're going to see that one on Facebook. Just keep watching. And I'll send you a message.
0: Sounds let good. Let you man. know. Yeah, let me know. righty. We'll get back together and make a video.
1: Sounds good. <laughs> cool. Man. Alrighty.
0: Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Ambitious. Before you go, I just wanted to say if you enjoy this podcast thoroughly, or even just a tiny bit, please consider giving your support with a monthly donation as low as one dollar. If you go to anchor.fm slash ambitious with two M's slash support you can become a supporter of this podcast support from you helps me to interview more people from different places and keep providing you with content that's delicious for your ears you can give a dollar a month five dollars ten dollars whatever you choose and if you do i from the bottom of my heart would feel so incredibly grateful you can also follow me on instagram at Ammon Clough or on twitter to stay up to date with all the new and exciting ambitious projects i have going on My website is ammonclough.com. You can go there to see my pricing, some more of my professional work. I do weddings. I do couples photos. I do single person photos. I do corporate video work, landing videos for small companies. I do a lot. So go check that out. If you need something, let me know. Be sure to check the show notes for this podcast to see any additional information for this episode. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was so great to be in your ear holes. I love you, and I'll talk to you again soon.